Gutenberg, written by Josh Gilmore, read by Philip Morgan. Copyright, Nowhere, California, 2018. Lee had a habit that grew into an addiction. The addiction was an obsession, and Lee was lost in this dark haze. This addiction was stalking. It was nothing violent, and was far from a sexual need. But a connection was the goal Lee looked for. This journey started with random people that caught his eye, and escalated from there. Since Lee lived in the city of Los Angeles, the chance for a celebrity connection was possible. Actually, the chance for a celebrity connection was only possible in Lee's mind, and this was his introduction to the legal system of California. Lee was found hiding in the shower of a townhouse on the outskirts of Hollywood, and he was quickly arrested. As most cases, the thought was to quickly send Lee to jail and forget about him. But the judge and lawyers decided that four months of therapy would be the best for this damaged individual. As the therapy sessions passed, Lee grasped his issues and learned different ways to correct them. Then, after the court ordered four months, Lee surprised everyone and continued the sessions, paying for the appointments out of his own pocket. Today was Lee's final session, and the red X was marked on his calendar. The drive to the therapist didn't take long, and his excitement was giving him goosebumps. But the excitement changed into dread, and Lee couldn't believe his eyes. What the hell happened? Lee asked a crowd-controlling cop. Ah, some shrink jumped, the cop replied and told Lee to keep moving. Lee's mind was blank, and he couldn't muster any questions. So he returned to his car and made the slow drive home. Why would he do that? Lee questioned himself over and over. As Lee walked up to his house, he noticed there was something wrong, and the door was slightly opened. This could have been the breaking point for Lee. As he walked into his living room and scanned to see what might have happened. In the past, Lee would have been ready for the flight option of flight or fight, and he was ready for a new chapter. Lee was ready for a fight and wanted to know who his new opponent was, but he knew the opponent from the previous year. Lee walked towards his bedroom and was shocked to hear the toilet flush and the bathroom door opened. The person that stood in front of him was a ghost from his stalking past. It was Steve Gutenberg. Oh, sorry, I just had to flush. Uh, did that kill the moment? Uh, I wanted to make it something good, Gutenberg said, and Lee was speechless. The star from Cocoon and Short Circuit smirks at the stunned Lee and walked towards the kitchen. I missed you, man. Steve laughed and added, <laughs> I thought we had a nice setup going. Finally, Lee returned to reality and ran towards the star. As he gathered his thoughts, he watched Steve grabbing two beers from Lee's refrigerator, and Steve tossed one towards Lee, but Lee let the bottle crash to the floor. What in the bloody blue fuck are you doing here? Lee asked, and Steve could only focus on the fallen beer. What a waste. You do that all the time with your beer? Steve asked, and Lee's neck began to twitch. Well, with that twitch, you should lay off the beer, Steve said to Lee. And Lee demanded a better answer. Lee, you've brought this upon yourself. After you disappeared, I had to find you and get you back on track. Stalking is a two-way street, a dual-edged sword, and you were a rare entity. That could give me a lot. Steve ranted, and Lee couldn't believe his ears. Let me repeat myself, Lee said and repeated. What in the bloody blue fuck are you doing here? 
Have you taken your antipsychotics? Oh, wait, I saw the bottle in your bathroom. And you are a diligent med taker, uh, Steve said and thrusted towards Lee. But Steve wasn't empty-handed and plunged a kitchen knife into Lee's stomach. Lee's body began to go limp, and Steve helped him to the ground. Lee was in shock, every definition of shock, that you could imagine, and Steve worked hard to keep him awake. Oh, you can't go yet. I had to dispose of the therapist quickly, and I want to make sure you get everything before you go, Steve said, and he watched the color drain from Lee's face. You weren't a violent stalker, and I could have ranked in some great TMZ time with it, but the idiot next door had to call the cops. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Let me rephrase that. What am I going to do, since you're going to be dead? Steve said, and Gutenberg's rant was from a screenwriter's wet dream. Lee's blood continued to pull on the kitchen tile, and Steve finished his beer. The end of their evening was near, and Steve had a parting message for his former stalker. In a perfect world, the death certificate would say that your cause of death was death by Gutenberg. Steve said and placed the beer bottle next to Lee's body. But this isn't a perfect world, and I can't leave DNA. Steve added and picked up the bottle. Steve decided to place the kitchen knife in Lee's hands and slide the knife back into the wound. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Steve began to sing and prep the house for his final exit. Always remember, never fuck with the goot, Steve said and walked towards Lee's front door. The end. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time Epilogue. Josh. What the fuck did I just read? Oh no, let me reiterate. What in the flying blue fuck did I just read? Okay, I guess it's time for the backstory of what these are. Uh, please. Um, <laughs> I was part of a movie, uh, movie fan uh, social media group known as Joe Blow's Movie Fan Central. Mm. And one of the members of that group started this tradition every Halloween to kind of, I guess, pay honors or go, we can do this fucking better <laughs> than the movies of ABCs of Death. They were called the ABCs of MFC, the ABCs of Movie Fan Central. Right. And the deal was whoever wanted to be a part of it would get letters and you'd have to write a story about death covering that letter. As you can tell with this one, it was oh, G for, yeah, it, for it, Zunenberg. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like you guys know my writing background and everything. Oh, yeah. And... This was fun. I, I, I dug every bit of it. This is going to be starting to become a nowhere tradition because yeah. I got a lot of these. I remember yeah. when you sent it to me after you'd finished it and you're like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like you would stay up so late finishing writing and you sent it to me and yeah. you were like, all right, final draft. I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and it was getting to that point too where I was just like really being matriculate about it. Like this being G, mm -hmm. like I would keep thinking of different letter things for G. I was the like, death of God. Yeah, I just I, I've had some really weird ones in the past. Like Z, what I did, Zeusophobia, the fear the fear of God. Oh, yeah. or of being like God. Right. And we'll definitely cover that one later because that's one of my other favorite ones I've done. Yeah. But every time I was thinking for G, I was always going, "Why is Steve Gutenberg stuck in my head?" <laughs> I, I I jest, but I actually thought it was very clever. And uh, the thing is, after seeing uh, recent things, like I guess uh, 2015's uh, a trailer. For uh, Vol, what is it? Uh, Vol, uh, La oh no, Lava Anchila, which yeah. I guess has most of the cast of uh, <laughs> um, Sharknado and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It takes place the in the same. Sci-fi all stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes place in the same universe too. But seeing uh, Orlando, uh, that Jones guy, yeah. 
you know, firing. Ah! Like that with oh, the yeah. real gun and stuff like that is really funny. Well, so, eventually, um, I would like to. I could see Gutenberg totally signing off on this. I mean, it's like if you're going to do Love script. that would be cool. Because <laughs> I could, I could hear his voice um, when I was reading it. Well, one of the ideas I have for this in script form, mm-hmm. the therapist is a male in this one. Okay. When I'm changing it into uh, full blown, like either movie script or short film, mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner. No. Oh. No. No. Uh, no. Something a lot better. And female. Um, Kim Kardashian. No. Robin Ooh. Shelby. Ooh. I, uh, every time oh, well, I Yeah, she trumps them all. That's awesome. And, uh, like, thinking about the script form of this, I would love to have her play the therapist. Cool. She'd be good. And I would drag yeah. it out and get her more into the therapist mode and everything yeah. like that. Instead of in this one where you don't really get the therapist, you just get the death of the therapist. No, but you'd, you'd get more of a setup. Yeah, more, how these things are more going. of a background of why he decided to pay for his own therapy uh-huh. after the court ordered therapy was done. Oh, there's a lot more story to do. Yeah, in there. building up more of his, his stocking life and all that stuff. Yeah, you left a lot of you left a lot of room in the yeah. scripts. Like you oh, so you could build on it yes, and it's going to be even better. That's, that's great. That's good. You didn't lock it down to the format. Mm-hmm. You know, and left yourself no, you didn't leave yourself no possibility of fixing it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that's what I did. That's what I did with uh, Prop Z when I was mm-hmm. writing Prop Z script. I saw the bigger script in my head, and so I just took some key points and some key scenes out and made it the short with the full intention of writing the full script, like when I was done. But with me being me, I still haven't done it. Look at there. Look how many undone things I got. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reason I have a lot of short stories. <laughs> Do you think we could cast Robin Shelby <clears throat> to have like a torrid love affair with one of her patients, and I could play the well, patient? You, well, yeah, I've I've kind of discussed this with you in the past. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I've talked about you playing Lee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> so you're I know what you're trying to do I, there I just love the idea what? That, I just love the idea that Stop Nick has it. had this compassionate crush on Robin Shelby ever since he met her mm-hmm. he's never met her <laughs> not well, face true. to face talked to her on the phone I've talked to her on the phone a few times Dude, and I used to talk oh, to her oh that's right you were with us when we went to go meet and then you? oh yeah we, we we dropped a hint about uh, we we like um, hey, we should probably like we. I should bring Christina down, and we should all grab dinner and get some like wine or sushi or something. And yeah. she was like, "We should totally do that." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I never did it. Yeah. Well, Fantasy is coming. <laughs> Remember, it's called Sling TV, not Swing TV. <laughs> if they, if they ask you if you want to sling. Watching TV, bro. Don't take your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's one of these. Can <laughs> <laughs> like, I just uncomfortably like unbutton like the top three buttons? Maybe it's four. Just push, pull out your chest uh, hair a little bit. Can you just see him yeah. smiling and just <laughs> just all spread eagle going. All right, this is gonna be a party. It's just like it just it's a whole like, thing to do. What are you doing? <laughs> right there. Nothing. Uh, nothing. What this you, is how I watch what TV. What do you do? <laughs> Skin comfortable. This, this is what I do. This is what I do when I do when I do. Christine needs too much. She undoes her top button. Okay. I undo my top four. <laughs> so. I think that's. I'm going to ask you a question. About yeah. The thing. Okay. Yeah. Dream World. It gets picked up. Gutenberg's Gutenberg. You know, so on and so forth. I hope he doesn't sue my ass. <laughs> well, no. If, if the studio was like, okay, we got Gutenberg, who's a B-level player. We need an A-lister to play Lee. Who would you choose from the A-listers as Lee? Who do you see? Besides, I mean, obviously it's Nick. Yeah, Nick's over here. They're going like, 
What am I? Not no, an A-lister I'm, fucker? I'm, I'm saying the studio forces you to oh, be like, an actress. Oh, like discovered. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Known A-list. I got Known. you. Known. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the studios will do that. They, they'll make you cast a certain statue oh, right. in order to continue money. Well, then, for Nick, if they made me do that, then I'd make all three of you guys the crowd control cops. Oh, give cool. Give you guys more lines. That's fair. That's Sweet. Fair. But for an A-lister, for that role, for Lee, that's kind of a hard one. I, maybe... Uh, Tyler Bates, okay, or Alan Tudyk. I think Alan, oh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk would be. Yeah, it would definitely have to be a certain form. Like I wouldn't. Like oddly enough, the first thing that really popped my head was Zac Efron. Okay, Zac Efron. Zac, well, Zac Efron does a lot of different types of he, movies he, now. Yeah. He does some different stuff, but then I was thinking though, like if, so I, I, if I'm really kind of leaning towards Nick as the prototypical Lee, mm-hmm. uh-huh. then I would want somebody in that same. Mold. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. How about um, um, a guy? If you're like, you want, you, you want somebody. Whoa, 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 Back that the fuck up. What's up, man? Did you just compare me to that goddamn stud, Zach Efron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was well, honest. I gotta go jerk off, guys. I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like if you want to go somebody that's proto, you know, like more more prototypical, because you know Nick is. I don't really see him as typical, but if you want to go like prototypical, well, no, like you know I said, dude prototypical from... Nick. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, the character would have to fit his mold. Oh, okay. Well, that and makes I, sense. I'd stick with Zac Efron on that too. Okay. Or, well, or like a Jace Momoa or something. Well, if you like, uh, that's push. Like, what if you wanted to go like, <laughs> like even more regular Joe, uh, and uh, he's a bigger, uh, he's a pretty big name. Uh, you know, the guy from Sideways. Guy with curly hair, I can't remember his name. Uh, Paul, uh, Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti, thank you. He would be a little too old. Too old for the role? Yeah. Okay. And that's not knocking Paul Giamatti out. No, 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 but just a, yeah. What yeah. about Adrian Brody? Oh, my god. Adrian Brody would be another really good Oh, that's... He's... Oh, okay. <laughs> he, but he falls out of the Nick category, too. Yeah. Right. right. Like, I could see Zac Efron falling into the Nick category, and that's... I know that a lot of people are listening to this right now going, I know Nick. Yeah, like I've seen him. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. but seeing they the have obviously not seen this man on but, stage. <laughs> but the different roles I've seen Zac Efron <laughs> in, and then there's this one movie coming out soon, mm-hmm. The Beach Poet or something, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. And in the trailer, you don't really see him talk, but the way he looks with a weird-ass shaved head and freaking borderline Trump tan... Mm. Yeah, it's like, wow, what the hell is he doing with this one? But it's still like he'd be open. It's probably not. Oh, God, I was about to say something about weight, but oh. I don't want Nick about to throw something at my head. Well, I'm in between you guys, so. <laughs> Doug Ford. But he would throw so like, use the next words wisely, boy. Yeah. No kidding. I'd say like Zach Efron, Tyler Bates, or Alan Tudyk would be like. The, what the, about Ben Foster? I have another role for him. Okay. Oh. I know you're a big Ben Foster. Yeah, man. Ben Foster, has, like the people that know me and know my projects that I have stewing, Psycho Celebrity Project for him. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah, okay. he'd be the celebrity. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that becomes a serial killer. <laughs> and a paparazzi guy is the only one that knows the truth. <laughs> and no one believes the paparazzi. Because <laughs> so, he's sleazy-ass paparazzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paparazzi but that's another story for another day. So sure. okay. I think it's time to close the book on uh, Gutenberg. So well, don't close the book. We just set it aside. We just set it aside. Yeah, just mm-hmm. set it aside. We close this chapter. We close this chapter of Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for playing up with this. Thank you, Phil, for <laughs> killing that read. Oh, thank you for letting me read it. That yeah. was fun. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and if plans go to according to plan, 
you can either listen to another story or you can listen to our holiday Halloween spectacular. You choose. Bye.